Hey folks, I just want to take a moment to tell you about a free webinar that we will be holding on March 25th at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. To sign up, go to homeopathyformommies.com forward slash webinar with Sue. Many of you already know about our website, Homeopathy for Mommies, and about our private members corner. But for those of you who are just learning about homeopathy or who want to make another connection with like-minded people, you know, those who are gravitating toward a more natural way of caring for your family, then you will love this webinar. Our subject matter will be homeopathy to keep your family healthy in these trying times. We will also be offering a free printable of our discussion material to everyone who joins us. So please consider jumping on this webinar for a great chat. That web address again is homeopathyformommies.com forward slash webinar with Sue. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today we are talking about a very, very important, I think it's a very important part of first aid treatment to be able to understand heat stroke or sunstroke. Um, I know last year we were talking about this on a, a live Q&A one day about my exposure to the sun or the heat. We had a in Minnesota a day last year. We actually had a lot of hot days, but we had one in particular. It was 94 degrees and I was out working in the sun and heat all day. And so we were talking about that. And so anyway, um, I'm doing this series on first aid, emergency first aid, and I, we can't skip over this subject. And I emailed my daughter-in-law to say, have I ever done anything on sunstroke or heat stroke? And she goes, um, no, she, she says you did something on sunburn once, but not heat stroke. She goes, why is it that hot down there? Cause I'm in Texas <laughs> as I'm doing, I'm working. And I started laughing. I said, no, it's not that hot, but I did get sunburned yesterday. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to address this before the heat season actually does get here. Because like I said, it's so, so important to have an idea of what to do. I had um, a new experience when I had the heat stroke. I, it's, it's happened. I've never had that in my whole life. So when that did happen to me, like I said, I it was a new experience. And I thought, gosh, this is a real thing. <laughs> All right. So the thing to remember, understand is that heat stroke can actually, heat stroke, sunstroke, um, can actually happen quicker than you think. Um, because, you know, our bodies are actually built with this amazing ability to regulate our, the natural body temperature. On a cold day, it'll shiver, you know, so that the internal temperature will rise. On the hot day, it'll sweat freely so that the skin will be moist, which helps to bring down the internal temperature. The body will give us many warning signs if for any reason it's under duress. It's like on a hot day, if sweating does not keep pace with the need to cool itself, then the body will begin to throw out symptoms. Depending on the person, any or all of the following symptoms may take place. Well, first of all, the face is going to turn bright red or, you know, it's, I say bright red. 
it can actually get a really deep red. It can actually look like it's going to explode. It might be a little bit puffy. This is due to the congestion of the vascular system. Um, there's usually a headache. Um, in extreme cases, the sweating may actually stop as the cooling system, the body's cooling system begins to fail. Nausea may set in, dizziness or visual disturbance may occur. There may be a sensation of chilliness or shivering as the entire system becomes confused. So if any of the above symptoms, like, you know, <laughs> any of these symptoms occur, you know you're in trouble, okay? You need to get out of the hot sun. If a patient can't get out of the hot sun, as the symptoms have suggested, he will be in need of homeopathy. You know, like say, he's going to be, he has to get out of the sun or the heat in the sense that um, he's his body is in overload, and he has to do something very, very quickly. Um, if it's just minor, the face is getting hot, or he stops sweating, you can start taking you know, homeopathic remedies to help balance things again, and he can continue to work. Of course, depending on how hot it actually is. He will need time to recover, because very, very often there's... You know, it's like working out too hard. Your body has to recover. Or if you've been ill, your body has to have time to recover. It's not just a take a home homeopathic remedy and be done type of thing. It's you've got to give the body time to heal itself then after that. Of course, as always, prevention is the best medicine. On hot days, it's important to stay in, you know, work inside the building. Don't stay out in the hot sun or work out in the hot sun too long. That's why in areas where the heat is really abundant during the day. They tend to work real early in the morning and again later in the evening, avoiding the heat of the midday. In Minnesota, it's not that big a deal. We work all day long because <laughs> it's rare that it gets really, really hot and dangerous. I've, we're doing extremely physical work. We have to stop and go sit in the shade and take breaks. But it's really rare that we have a lot of really hot days that, that cause us harm. And like I said, that was a surprise to me. I lived in Michigan and then in Minnesota. And, you know, as long as you're taking the natural precautions, taking your breaks, you know, resting, eating watermelon, refortifying yourself with sitting in the shade, that gives your body that reprieve, gives it a chance to rebalance we used to actually take sodium pills on occasion. Nowadays, we have all the fancy electrolyte drinks and things that we can replenish our bodies with as far as like sodium and um, potassium and all the other electrolytes to refortify and the lost electrolytes through sweating. And we also um, like to drink fresh lemonade made from real lemons, a little bit of sugar. That sugar actually is instant energy, helps the body just to rebalance. Of course, you got to use good sugar. If you use maple syrup, it's actually the best because it's got trace elements of minerals in there. Um, but one of the most important things to remember and understand is if you have someone who does get overheated and they have the congested face or they're feeling dizzy or they've stopped sweating or any of those things, even like even the congested face, you might start to notice like a paleness or a white. They might go p completely pale or there just might be a white paleness around the lips or the eyes. You know, it's time to get them in, get them out of the sun, give them a glass of lemonade or a piece of watermelon or room temperature water. Do not drink ice cold anything if you've been overheated because it's a shock to the vascular system of the body. And people tend to make that mistake all the time. Do not drink ice cold water. It's too big of a shock. Anyway, if you have someone that is overheated, get them out of the heat and try to cool their body down slowly. One of the things is, you know, you want, you're tempted to go take a cold shower or jump in a cold lake or something, but don't. I actually like to hop in a warm tub or put the kids in a warm tub 
and then cool it down slowly as the body begins to cool. And they're going to tell you how they feel. You know, they're going to they're going to say, "Oh, I think I can have it cooler now." But I like to put Epsom salt in there as well because as the water cools, the body will absorb the Epsom salt, again, refortifying the electrolyte loss. Like I said, always cool down slowly. A cool washcloth on the forehead is fine as long as it's not ice cold. Do not put ice in it. Just you know, like I said, just moisten the skin so that it can begin to cool naturally. And you can use room temperature water um, to cool, but not cold. All right. So some homeopathic remedies that are really, really important in cases of heat or sunstroke. I personally always like to have nat sulf, natrum sulfuricum on hand. It's a cell salt and it can be used, you know, every five to 10 minutes if there's a need. Um, I like to take it for those who are a little bit susceptible and have trouble sweating. I like to give it to them before they even go out into the sun or the heat. Um, like little kids who, I don't care if you send six kids out to play and if it's a hot day, you know, three of them will come in with, you know, they'll be sweating and they'll be having a blast and they don't look like they're under duress at all. But one or two of them might actually have a really plethoric, bright red face and they might not be sweating. And so those are kids that uh, if they get a dose of nat self before they go out to play, they're going to have so much more fun because then their body will begin to sweat freely. Natrum sulfuricum helps to reestablish that sodium balance within the body. And sodium is what helps to tell our body, you need to get rid of some of this moisture. You need to be able to sweat freely. That's okay. Let it go. It's Sodium is like the century of all the gates of every cell in our body. And the sodium is what makes all the cells concave or convex. It allows for food and nutrients to enter the cells and for any waste byproducts to come out of the cells. Sodium is so key, especially where there's any water involved. Natrium sulfuricum is the first remedy we're going to think of for moisture. Okay. Um, someone who goes into a coma following a bath. Natrum sulfuricum is the first remedy you're going to think of because that simply means they have a sodium imbalance and their body can't handle it. So for people who are going out into the sun or the heat of summer, always remember this remedy. It will help to establish that healthy sodium balance. All right. Um, and again, it's a cell salt, so you can use it in conjunction with just about anything. Belladonna is a very important remedy, especially for children who've been out in the sun too long. Dr. Rotera says that belladonna given along with arnica is very effective, especially if there's congestion of the face, that red face, that they, they might have a throbbing headache. But a lot of times kids won't really say, oh, I have a throbbing headache, mommy. But their face will be congested. It might be hot and dry. Um, the, the pupils might be dilated. Um, the pulse might be really full. And they might even start to act a little bit silly. In other words, they might have some confusion or delirium going on. So belladonna patients are thirsty and they say, I want to go home. Give them belladonna and arnica alternating. And the, it, hopefully they'll just pull right out of it and it's not a big deal. But again, if they have the red face, if they're dry, give that natrum sulfuricum because that's going to help to establish that sodium balance. Okay, and like belladonna, this is one of my very, very favorite. This is the remedy I took last year. I'll tell you a quick story. Oh, I was out working and I was actually sealing the... the the pavers under our little veranda out at the, at the store. And actually there's quite a huge surface that the kids and I <laughs> laid all these pavers. Anyway, I was sealing it and then I working, working, working. I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing it above like 90 degrees or some goofy thing, but I was getting it done anyway. And 
it was, I was just pouring sweat. I had several bottles of water. I would just sit down under the shade and I would drink my water. I was doing everything exactly like I was supposed to, all right? Taking a break, drinking my water, and I would get up and that would work again for a period of time. And I'd sit down, drink another bottle of water. And I had like three bottles of water in just like two hours. Anyway, as I was working, I kept, I did think to myself, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. It's too hot. I'm going to, I'm going to get bubbling on this, on these papers, you know? That was my big concern. Anyway, all of a sudden I realized I felt nauseous and I'm like, what? You know? And then I realized I wasn't sweating. I'm like, okay, so you're in danger. Oh, you big dummy. So then I looked at the store to see if maybe my grandson would see me from the window and I, he, there was no customers in the parking lot at the time. So I thought, Sue, run to the store. You're, you're in danger. <laughs> I thought, well, if I run, I'm going to pass out right in the middle of the parking lot. Better not do that. So I quickly put my brush down and off I went to the store and I got into the store and of course it's air conditioned. And my grandson, I called him and I literally laid right down on the tile behind the wall so nobody could see me, but I laid right down on the coolness of the tiles and my grandson come running. He goes, grandma, I says, get me some nat salt quick, will you buddy? He's like, what's that? <laughs> and I'm like over in the homeopathic section. So he went over and got me the remedy. He brought it back and I took a dose and literally I instantly started sweating. I mean, it worked that quickly. It was amazing. And, um, so then he gave me, uh, he gave me a drink. I actually had a bottle of Izzy at that point. Izzy's pretty high in sugar content. <laughs> And I felt really good. I went out and I finished my job. I cooled down for about 15, 20 minutes. I went out and finished my job. But by the time I got home that night, I had such a throbbing, a throbbing headache. And I said, I don't feel very good. So I went and I realized I was still really, really hot. So I went and took a warm tub with Epsom salt and I cooled down nice and slow. And while I was in the tub, I realized my whole body was just pulsing. I'm like, Sue, this is ridiculous. I said, this is a glonium state. And so I got out of the tub and I went and took glonium 30 C and I really, I says you can take every 15 to 30 minutes, the first hour. I think I only took one dose. I may have taken two. I don't remember, but the, the throbbing headache almost instantly went away and the fever state as well. Cause I felt like I had a fever just from that pulsing. It was, oh, it was, it was really quite bizarre. Anyway, I didn't have, I don't think I had confusion <laughs> or dizziness, but I definitely had the muscle stiffness. And I was so weak anyway, but the next day I woke up, I felt great. So I know the glonium pulled me right out of that, that state of heat stroke, sunstroke that caused the type of throbbing. And, you know, like I said, I didn't have any sweat. It was, it was, if I wouldn't have had that to pull me out of it, I know I would have suffered for days. Okay. Because my body had gone under such tremendous stress of just being overheated. And it's like a car, you're going to wreck the radiator or whatever happens when it gets overheated if you don't take care of it. And that's exactly what happens to the body. But the glonium just pulled me right out of it. So that's really an important remedy for um, people who, you know, say they have that horrible headache and they feel weak and sick and extremely fatigued with the throbbing, severely throbbing headache. And like I said, even my whole body was pulsing. Um, and then we have amylenum. Mitrosum, like glonium. John H. Clark used this remedy. Um, he said that there, there was much congestion. They tend to complain that the congestion starts low and rises into the body. So flowing from the bottom up and from the inside out, throbbing, sweaty head, and there may be a bloody nose. 
Pulsatilla, very constitutional. This is a remedy if you have a child who has the fair, you know, fair hair, blue eyes, very warm-blooded children, or even older people. Do give them a dose of pulsatilla before they go outdoors. Or for those who have experienced some sort of heat stroke, use it constitutionally as well. And give other remedies alternating if needed, but do give it constitutionally. And just the same as lachesis or lachesis, this remedy, again, is very constitutional. It, people who you know, tend to be jealous, energetic, suspicious, especially women with choleric temperament, with freckles and reddish hair. Um, this remedy is excellent for those people who tend to get the headaches when they go out in the sun or blurred vision. And again, I like to use this remedy constitutionally. And people who respond well to this remedy, you know, have it on hand because this state can come on, you know, very quickly. Like I said, summer heat. And if that's your constitutional remedy, or if you just respond well to it. You know, a lot of people say, well, I don't know my constitution. And, you know, that's what I'm always telling people. I says constitution, the word constitution is used so freely. And we all think we have to know our constitution. And that's not necessarily, you know, true. I mean, if you respond to a group or a particular remedy well, then use it and keep it on hand so that if something comes up, you can take care of yourself. Natrum Carbonicum 30C can be used also for following sunstroke. This is a really good remedy for people who have had heat stroke or are suffering the effects of sunstroke. Um, this patient is generally opposed to physical or mental exertion and are easily affected by the sun and is susceptible to collapse, especially after a walk. In cases where the patient has been exposed or has a susceptibility to sun or heat stroke, they simply cannot tolerate, tolerate the sun. This is a this Dr. Ratera has used this in succession, like for persons who, like I said, tend to be very susceptible to the effects of the sun and heat. In succession, he'll use it, start with a net carb 200, and then six months to a year down the road, he'll give him the 1M, and then again, six months to a year down the road, give him the 10M. It, given in succession like this over many, many months' time can help the patient to alleviate the susceptibility of severe weakness that sun may cause them. And he's used this with success in this way. So that's just really something to think about. And then another remedy that John H. Clark used with great success, he said it's one of the most important remedies for sun or heat stroke and also for sunburn is soul, the imponderable remedy soul. He uses it 30C all the way to a 1M potency. Fubister adds that um, solar dermatitis and the harmful effects of solar radiation and other radiation are greatly helped by this remedy as well. He also mentions that soul 200 Three doses every six hours for a full day can be used prophylactically prior to the sun season to greatly improve the, a person's susceptibility to the sun. So I just found this really, really interesting because I actually know many, many people who get sun dermatitis. They go out in the sun for the first time and they'll break out in this rash head to toe. This remedy has been used for over a hundred years successfully to help with this situation. And look at how many of us know about this, right? I just, it makes me sad that we've lost so many, I won't say lost, it's just that they don't, they're not brought to the surface as helpful remedies for just situations that, oh my goodness, you know, I, I actually know one gentleman that had to go in and get a shot every year when his son dermatitis came out. I asked him, what did they give you? He goes, I don't know. And there's no medical records, you know, to find. He's, he's tried to figure out what he was given for this sun allergy. And so, gosh, we know about these remedies now. Aren't we lucky? <laughs> Another an 
um, remedy is antimonium crude, 30C, one or two doses following sunstroke. Again, this is a very patient type remedy. These patients tend to be, they have a tendency to warts, eczema, and calluses on the soles of their feet. They tend to be emotional or a little bit moody. But if they are exposed to the sun and or heat and they're left with the residual effects of that, don't hesitate to give antimonium crude. Bryonia, always think of bryonia if there has been any sort of exposure to the sun or heat, especially where there's been some dehydration. De Remember, bryonia is the number one remedy for dehydration. Bryonia can have a severe headache, may feel like a heavy cap, or it can be explosive. There can be dizziness, but the bryonia patient is always aggravated by movement, and they have great thirst. Okay, so it's not going to be the patient that comes in and says that they've been out in the heat and they're not thirsty. They're always going to be thirsty. Whereas gelsemium, you also use this in a 30C, but gelsemium can have a deep, deep sense of prostration or paralyzation. Heaviness is a key symptom with your gelsemium patient. Heavy limbs, heavy eyelids, no strength. The skin might be hot and dry and they have no thirst. Okay. So bryonia is great thirst. Gelsemium is no, is no thirst. Where bryonia patient might appear to be like paralyzed or great or prostrated, that they can move. They just don't want to. You see what I'm saying? And he's probably, the bryonia patient's not going to complain of that heaviness either. Cactus grand is a very important remedy in heat stroke. Um, cause cactus, we all know cactus. Um, no one love it. It lives in the sun, but, uh, it can be an, a very important remedy in cases of sunstroke has constrictive and violent headache. They'll say that I feel like a band is tight around my head. The patient may be afraid he's going to die, may think he's incurable. He can have blurred vision or ringing ears, decreased hearing. And I will say that nosebleeds are very common with this remedy. And then we have Veratrum Viride. Now this is, we all know Veratrum Album very well. This is Veratrum Viride, 30C every 20 to 30 minutes for two to three hours. Intense sunstroke with cerebral congestion. In other words, the brain, uh, especially at the base of the skull, they'll complain with cerebral fullness, pulsation, hypersensitivity to noise, and double vision. Uh, you can get this one confused with gelsemium possibly because again, that congestion and gelsemium tends to have the headache focused in the occiput as well. It like like the um, base of the skull, like this veratrum viride. So these are some remedies that you can just think about if your family is exposed to sun or heat stroke. It's very, very important to understand the do's and the don'ts of heat stroke because that intense heat that the body goes through, like I said, it's just, you have to remember that it's like, okay, like your car radiator, you're not going to, you know, when you take, pop off the cap and psh, all the steam comes out, you're not going to go ahead. You're not going to pour cold water in there, are you? No, you're going to pour warm water in there when it finally cools down to enough to where you can actually pour some hot water in there. The body's the same way. Don't stress it out with that, with, by putting anything cold into it and then bring on the relief slowly. If there's been the shock of that heat stroke, other remedies that may be helped for the sun or heat stroke are arnica, aconite, camphor, carboveg, io, iodatum, opium, and veratrum album. All right. I guess that kind of concludes our little story about heat stroke. It's like I said, it's an important subject. Everyone needs to understand it. Like I said, the big deal is to not cool the body down too quickly. Get it out of the sun, obviously, into some shade, lay them on the cool tile, <laughs> 
or whatever you need to do to get that body to cool down. But just it's common, kind of common sense. But at the same time, I know if I was, you know, when I was younger, I, I don't know, maybe I would have used ice or super cold to try and get someone to cool down fast. That's a dangerous situation in and of itself. So have these heat stroke remedies handy where you know where they're at. Obviously don't leave them in your car, <laughs> but have them where you can get at them. If you or your loved ones are working in the heat or hot sun, especially if you live in the South, I shouldn't say that even Minnesota got so hot last year. It was crazy. All right. With that, I'm going to let you go. I hope this has been a helpful little podcast. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.